Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Well, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. We got with us today the Knucklehead Steven. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm the excited. Knucklehead. I love it. Uh, this is Todd Phillips. Todd of, uh, of The Last Well? Yeah. Todd of The Last Well. Um, Todd and I came into association uh, probably about two weeks ago, but he doesn't know that uh, several years ago, a mutual friend of ours talked about his, I think, then nine-year-old son that was doing some, some pretty cool things to get things started. Uh, it was Hayes. Hayes at the time. So uh, I was not a dad. And yet what happened was is that planted the seed of kind of entrepreneurship, so to speak, and my, my youngest son, or excuse me, my oldest son, Mason now, oh, who, cool. uh, who owns Candy Machines and who's excited about, uh, about helping, uh, helping you and your cause. So it's kind of exciting. You don't know that, but that's, it's kind of, oh, that's, we've kind of been indirectly associated for some time. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that you invited me out to share this and share my story and hang out with uh, your viewers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So some of you might be wondering what the heck we're doing. Um, and I think that that's a reasonable question. Todd is, Todd is living, what are you on, day 15? 16. Day 16. So he's on day 16 of a, uh, of a I don't want to call this a quest, an adventure. It's been an adventure because it, it has been some really inclement weather. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a, uh, the last well is a project, and I'll let him get into it a little bit more. But the reason why we wanted to have Todd on the show is twofold. One is there's not one of us out there that is perfect. Every one of us screws up. Every one of us makes mistakes. And the whole point of Knucklehead Podcast is to encourage you not to be beta, right? We say that that way specifically because you need to have some backbone. You need to have some gumption. You need to have some friction uh, to encourage you whenever you're not feeling too good. And quite frankly, the world doesn't do a really good job of encouraging you. So uh, what we want to do is we want to make sure that we provide you with an atmosphere and environment where you can go out and get some wins and are really just peppered with stories of folks who've who've overcome some pretty significant things and do, done some pretty incredible things. So let's bring that full circle as to why we're here and what we're doing. So um, Todd, what are we doing here on the barge? We're on a 22 by 20 foot barge, uh, complete with banners and the yeah, sun coming sunset right now, just popping, uh, uh, lower the banner. But uh, I've been here for, uh, let's see, 16 days. And we have a goal here. I'm actually living on this barge 24 hours, seven days a week until we uh, actually raise enough money uh, to bring uh, clean drinking water to an incredibly needy uh, country called Liberia in West Africa. Uh, I'm a Christian, a former pastor, and now I'm doing this work full time. Uh, we have a mission to bring uh, the Christian message and clean water to the entire nation of Liberia by 2020. So right, we're 27 so, months out. So I've got to stop you right there. Yeah. And, and here's why. When you say Christian, in, in today's world what sure. happens is the people shut off and they start going all right this guy's going to be preaching he's going to yeah. tell me what to do he's going to tell me how wrong i am sky daddy's you know running the running the running the the whole thing here so i don't even want to pay attention to it sure so my encouragement for those of you who are listening is to just just wait a second just wait a second it hasn't always been that way oh no um so the, the reason why we call this knucklehead and the reason why we have people who, to share their story is because things have changed yeah how was it that you came came into being a Christian. That's what I'm, I'm curious about. Well, I, you know, there's, a, there's a whole long story behind it, but sure. how long is this show usually, by the way? Like 20, 30 20 minutes. minutes, yeah. So I'll just give you the very short version of it, but it's an important one to share. 
Um, I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't believe there there was a God. I didn't have any clue whether there was or wasn't. I guess you'd call me an agnostic. Yeah. Um, until about the age of 24. And then I found myself uh, in Colorado, in Denver, uh, living with this beautiful girl. It was a physical relationship. That was it. We didn't have anything in common other than that. Uh, we were living together. Um, we owned a, uh, an adult business, a strip club up in Denver. And uh, she and I owned that together. And we were about to open another one in Phoenix, actually. And... Uh, in the middle of all that, living with this girl and this physical relationship, owning the strip club and going down that route, uh, after a tremendous number of years of drugs and alcohol and, and uh, just a, a really challenging point in my life, I woke up one morning around two o'clock and I never wake up in the morning. I never wake up at, at night. I always sleep straight through. Yeah. So this is one of those really unusual moments like, wow, I'm completely wide awake at two o'clock. So I went in the bathroom, washed my face off. I'm not sure even why I did that. That's not normal. Just washed my face off, looked in the mirror, and I remember looking in the mirror, and I remember saying, "You know, you're a, you're a shell of who you used to be." You know, if and I remember thinking to myself, "Man, if you keep going down this route, somehow it's wrong. If you keep going down this route, it's going to be too late to make a change. You're going to get so far down there, you can't come back to the fork in the road and make a shift." So people, that that I don't want to stop you mid story here, but no, it's cool. That that so that feeling and that environment and that experience is where a lot of people get stuck. They justify, well, I, I, for instance, if they're in a business or yep. they're, they're in a sale or they're, they're in an affair or they're, they're in the crap, the muck of, the, of life, yep. you still had a decision. And I asked you to talk about uh, what it was like, why did you become a Christian? Yep. Most people would have just taken the easy route and just said, you know what, I, I, it does, the nail doesn't hurt bad enough, so I'm going to keep on doing what I've been doing. Sure. What was different about that moment for you? Well, again, you know, back to religion and God. Um, I view it very differently now that I've become a Christian than I did then. Yes. I was I was unsure why I was having this aha moment in the mirror. Sure. And at the same time, I got a call a couple of days later from my mom in Austin, Texas. My mom was a Christian, she's a churchgoer. She'd been praying for me, whatever that meant. I was clueless about all that. Sure. And, uh, and she called me. She said, hey, I ran into an old friend of yours, Todd Riddle. I'm Todd Phillips. And I said, really? And I was not nice to my mom at all at the time because I was doing everything she didn't want me to do. I said, really? So what? What? Are, what are you, why are you telling me that? She said, well, it's funny. You know, uh, I, I understand you used to go out and party with him. And I used to do cocaine and all sorts of different drugs and alcohol with this guy, Todd Riddle. Like he was my running buddy in that world. Sure. And I said, yeah, I used to go out and hang out with Todd. So what's up? She goes, well, he's a Christian now. He's got a, a Christian album out. He sings Christian music and his CD's called Heaven Bound, and I'm just listening to this whole thing, and the first thing I thought was, I need to call this guy and find out what's really going on. So I hung up with my mom, wow. called Todd Riddle back when you called Collect. Oh my I called, gosh. called Todd Collect, and he accepted the charges. Okay. And I said, this is what I said to him. I said, Todd, we haven't talked in years. I said, I just heard from my mom, you've got some kind of Christian CD out. What's the scam? Seriously. Yeah, I said, what, what it, how are you bilking money from the church? What, what's what's the real deal? What's really going on? And he just said, it was very, I'll never forget. He goes, Todd, it's just not that way. A friend of mine in the church paid for the CDs. We give them away at these different concerts. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to share a message that I believe in. Wow. And he just sounded different. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I ended up talking to him for a month over the phone. Called him collect every time, by the way. <laughs> he ever bill you afterwards? No, he's, like, yeah, I told him. Hey, this I, is my buddy. Uh, here's a bill for those. Well, no, it was, here's the deal. It was it, the whole thing was I was sick. I, I figured, you know what? If he didn't accept my collect call, then he's not a good Christian anyway. Yeah. So I was testing him everywhere I could. Wow. 
I figured if he'd, if he'd hang up on me or he wouldn't call back or that whatever. That was your reason, yeah. Yeah, that, that was going to be my excuse. Yeah. But he, he always took the call. Stayed on me on the phone as long as I wanted. Wow. That's pretty incredible. So, all right, so it's it's interesting, that story. And all of you who are listening, and, and, I've, and I've had this conversation with a couple people before. When people think of Alpha, when people think of, of uh, kind of that old, you know, almost old-fashioned definition of, you know, this chauvinistic jerk, you know, kicking in doors, um, you know, shooting guns and being, just being a womanizing prick. Um, that's, it's, it's almost like their, their misinterpretation of, of, of what a Christian's like. It's almost like they're, they're screwed up in their decision-making. I was talking to somebody about this and they said, no, an alpha is somebody who just says, I'm willing to sacrifice me for the greater good of who I'm with, whether sure. it's my, whether it's my wife, uh, this guy was talking about going dancing with his wife uh, in tights. And he was like, that's Alpha, right? Oh, yeah, that's you know, Alpha. He's an MMA guy. He's an MMA guy, sure. Green Beret. He's an absolute stud. And so what he was trying to do was he's trying to get people to think differently. Yeah. Right? And just get people to get out of what they, what they're, really what they're, their own way in some cases. Well, Alpha was this guy staying on the phone with me. Yeah, Sacrificing absolutely. himself, pouring yeah. himself out yep. on my behalf. Man, that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So, in today's world, in today's culture, especially with, you know, a cause like with what, what it is that you're doing, I mean, we can go back to, uh, to Todd here in just a second, sure. but, but in that moment, or excuse me, in, in, in today's moment, what do, you, what do you see as the biggest difference between Christians who are, are tone deaf and, and, and people who are, you know, who maybe wouldn't perceive to be Christians, but are still giving? Like, isn't there, isn't there a component of giving that sometimes Christians just fall short on and people who are non-believers actually go out and outperform in that realm? You know oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd say within the Christian culture, if you look statistically, the church gives a lot, but America as a whole gives a lot. Yeah. So there's, there's not a, there's not a, which I think there should be, yeah. there's not a marked difference between the non-believing truck driver working 40, 50 hours a week that never goes to a church and the, the attorney Christian yeah. who goes to a really upscale church in a nice community. Yeah. Sure. As far as their giving habits are concerned. Interesting. So the average person gives about two percent of their income. Okay. And that's and that's that's a I have to wave at this boat when they go by. I'm on a barge. They they ask me to do it every time. Gotta do so, it. So sorry. Gotta play to the audience. Yeah. No, I understand. Um, yeah, so I think I think th there's a big challenge. I think one of the things that I tell people when I was preaching for, and I, I was a pastor, so I would teach every weekend with these, these churches. I would say, look, man, life is not about taking all you can get. Um, that's a lie. It's about giving all you've got. It's about pouring yourself out. And, and what's even crazier is it's about pouring yourself out and expecting nothing in return. So you just touched on the point that, I, that that's why most people don't. They feel like, or in most, not most people, that's why most uh, people that I've talked with that have failed yep. and they want to, and they want to, uh, they want to hover over the topic of why they failed. They want to look backwards as opposed to looking forwards. And the encouragement here is obviously you got to go out and get some, get some wins. So giving and not expecting something in return. Yeah. Before you called Todd, before you talked with Todd, was that even a possibility? For no. You? Why? Because uh, it's there's always it's a it's a, it's life's transactional. You you take you get something for what you give, you know. So if somebody gives, they get credit for their company. Yeah, you know, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the real that the what I call the IMAX life that we're all supposed to live. I think most people are living a little three and a half inch. If you guys are old enough to remember the little black and white photos out of your Kodak, I think oh, yeah. most of us are living a life of a three and a half by five inch black and white. 
and we're supposed to be in this 3D immersive IMAX kind of experience in life, and we just never get to this. And we don't because we're not pouring ourselves out. It's all about giving. It's about sacrifice, giving, um, service, uh, lifting other people up, leaning into tragedy and trial in other people's life. That's what makes life passion-filled and purpose-driven. And ironically, the world says, no, you run away from all that. Right. You Chase stay away. I, I don't need your mess. I don't need your mess because I got no problems of my own. Yeah. But in, I'll say this. It's a weird statement, but I call it God's economy. If I try to stay away from you and keep my own junk, it's it's heavier than if I lean into you and share yours with me because you're sharing mine with hers and it gets lighter for both of us. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. Again, the world tells you that's an absolute lie, but they're lying to you the whole way. So it's it, there's going to be some listeners that, that uh, have questions, right? There's going to be some listeners that maybe you're hearing this message for the first time. Yeah. And you know, just like uh, just like you're on the phone with Todd and you're getting to a point, talk talk us through some of that transformation and what what took place or what was the breaking point where you decided, all right, I'm uh, tell me how this goes. Yeah. So we talked for a month. A month. A month. Okay. I'd call him two or three times a night. I'd call him names. I'd curse and swear at him. I'd hang up on him several times and call him back. I mean, I was I was I was just an asshole to him, and and he just kept taking it. And I was like, this is just ridiculous, you know? And so I learned later on that he's talking to his buddies going, hey, that Phillips guy's calling me and I don't know if I can take it anymore. And they're like, just hang in there. Wow. Something's happening here, right? So the last night, it was about 30 days, 35 days into it. He said, listen, man, every time I tell you I want to pray with you over the phone, you hang up on me. He says, so before you hang up on me, he goes, you've heard, you've heard everything about the Bible. You've heard everything about who God is, that he's real, that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. All these things that he shared with me about Christianity. He goes, it's real, and you know everything. You've heard it dozens of times in the last month. I want you to go take my CD I sent you, because he sent me one of his heaven-bound CDs. He goes, take the wrapping off of it. But what he didn't know, and this is crazy, what he didn't know is that I had taken the wrapper off of it about a month before when I first got it. I had it in my little jam box, my boob box, uh, every night, and I had memorized every song. Wow. So he didn't know that. And that night he said, take the wrapper off the CD, get your keys, go in your car, put the CD in your CD player, hit repeat, go out on a hillside and go talk to God. He goes, I know that sounds nuts and it may sound crazy to somebody watching right now, right? Maybe. But it's like two o'clock in the morning. He's like, go do that and then do what he says. And then if, if he tells you to blow it off or he's not, doesn't show up, then don't worry about it. If he does, then you're, you'll, you'll be transformed. But I've told you everything you need to know. So I said, no way. I said, you know, I'm, I'm effing off this phone and I hung up. And I got the CD, I got the keys, I walked out the door, I went in the car, I put the CD in. He went to bed thinking that it was over. I put the CD in, hit repeat, went on a hillside, and went and talked to God. And I had the most transformative experience in my entire life that night. I met God personally. I started a relationship with Him. The burden of my life, the forgiveness that came from that, all happened that moment. And I started a real, eternal, and ongoing relationship with the living God. Yeah. I know that can sound crazy to people, but that's that's how I'm living my life now. That's why I'm on a barge, and that's why I'm happy about it. Yeah. Like there's a joy that comes with this whole thing. That's just it, it's indescribable. Well, the thing that's indescribable that I that I feel is important to hover over here is is um, so when you're encouraged in a you know in a society or in a world where first of all you have to go to the school that we go to. The school system that we go to is it's measured in A's, B's, C's, and then a lot of us who grew up, you know, especially in my generation, grew up with divorced parents or you know the single family home, single mom homes, or step parents that you know violated their trust at one point in time. So there was a there was a there wasn't a worldly representation of what is available to us in our relationship. So sure. 
um, there's, there's this perfection standard and then there's also this falling short standard that is constantly the example that's provided in some cases. How would somebody who's got questions the way that you had questions overcome that if they don't have a physical worldly example of somebody to talk with? Well, I got a, I got a couple ideas. I mean, I, I there's a and again, there's a lot of there's a lot of information online right now. Sure, it allows people to go find stuff. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bad information online. There's a really great um, great website you probably know about it. Gotquestions.org. You know about that at all? No. Gotquestions.org. And uh, basically, what it allows you to do is go in there with a, ver- a lot of very strong, biblically sound theologians and scholars who have written articles, really easy to read, very chill for anybody, right? Person, Christian, non-Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, it doesn't matter. It's a Christian perspective on given topics. And whatever question you've got, it doesn't make any difference. Why does the sun rise in the east? Or um, uh, is, is uh, divorce okay? Or um, I've always heard the Bible's perfect, is it really? I mean, just pick a question. Yeah. And then there's this way you go in there and there's all these articles that are really easy to read that just allow you to kind of go, okay, I don't need to sit down with somebody at lunch. I'm just going to go hang out on my own for a little while. Sure. Yeah. And that's a great way to do it. Curating material is a, it's an interesting way to allow people to passively go through it and yeah. come to their own conclusions. Yeah. So if they don't have someone they can yeah. talk to, because I, I, you know, I used to always say, man, they need to do that. The bottom line is people get on the internet, they go that, they do exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. And if they just Google search Jesus or the Bible or, God, I mean, they're going to come up with a, I mean, there's so much misinformation out there. We call the bathroom stall. Oh, yeah. Literally. It really, yeah. So that's one place. I mean, I've got several that I love to go to, but that's a great intro. It's a doorway into a very reliable source that if you want to know what Christianity is, who this God is that we're talking about, that's where you can go learn more about that. So why would somebody then who's living in Colorado, going back to Austin, because um, you went back to Austin then, yeah. right before yeah. you got to yeah uh, so I started that relationship with God I, yeah. I would say you know I became a Christian yep. um, and uh, moved out almost two weeks later from this girl I was moving with, living with gave her the business gave her the money in the bank because there was just this revelation in my this aha moment that everything I was doing was not where I was supposed to be yeah. so I walked away from it got a friend of mine to drive me home I gave her the car so I got a friend of mine to drive me home from Denver to Austin and I moved in on the living room couch of Todd Riddle, the guy that told me all about God. Wow. So that's kind of how I got back to Austin. Started over. That's incredible. That's an incredible story. Well, it's also a, a new start, right? I mean, that's where oh, yeah. you've got to you start it fresh. You literally and sometimes rebuild you have to life. do that. That's And the encouragement for, for, for folks in that story, not just the lesson there, but the encouragement is you have to be willing to. You have to, you have to, you have to have a, uh, some friction against what I guess the expected standard so to speak like you have to be able yeah. to have that and so how did it start with Africa then? I mean Liberia is a long way away from Austin so yeah so I got all... to Austin I, I started going to church okay. uh, with Todd my the other friend my yeah, friend yeah. Todd okay. started going to church with him really learning more about Christianity the Bible how you're supposed to live and how you have the opportunity now to live this different life okay. that is full of joy and abundance and passion and just it's vibrant and it really is now it doesn't mean there's not challenges i go through junk every day right but it was like 40 degrees and raining and rocking three three foot swells four days ago horrible yeah (laughs) but and i've said this before and i think i still agree with it it seems a little extreme but i always say the best day of the worst day of my life as a christian 
is better, has been better than the best day of my life before a Christian because they're just not in the same chapter. I can have wonderful days without God in my life and they don't they don't hold a candle to any day regardless of how challenging with God. Yeah. And again, sounds crazy to people. It would have sounded crazy to me sure. in 1993, the year before I became a Christian. Wow. I was 12. No, Buddy. I was 11 years old. So, golly, <laughs> I'll just—I got to throw that in there. Yeah, so, I understand. Uh, yeah, it's that hurt. Hard. It is what it is. No, the uh, the incredible thing about not just that story and just that perspective is is too often, well, more often than not, like especially in today's and uh, you people are encouraged to go out and quit a job after six months because it doesn't work out for them, or you know they go out and start a business with really no experience in that relative industry or market when they can take a laptop and go out and create something cool um, there's a there's a discipline component a sacrifice of self that I'm hearing over and over again in your story what would your encouragement be for somebody who's been there failed screwed up uh, and really is is hesitant on starting something new again or starting over okay so I, I think I understand the, the purpose behind the knucklehead podcast where you're coming from yeah um, and, and I hope I'm, I'm going down you're, the right you're route. Hitting it, hitting it right, right in the head. Okay. The so, right in the head, life's a, I mean, life's full of failure. Yeah. And and I just, I just, I, and it's the old adage, right? It's just, it's not that you fall down, it's how you get back up or that you get back up. Yeah. You know, for people trying something new, uh, regardless of the failures, I think Did the biggest, no, I'm cool. But the, regardless of the failures, I think the, uh, biggest issue is what you learned from that last failure yeah. right and how can you use that to to live a, a life of, of greater wisdom and insight and understanding take those failures apply them to the new situation so you don't make those same mistakes again i remember speaking of failure i remember right when i became a christian i was dating a few different girls over like a year and a half and sat down with my friend todd and i said man i just keep dating the same girl over and over again it's so it's just it's just wearing me out and he's like really you think you're dating the same girl over and over again because I was all ticked off at how they were all ending up. And, and I said, yeah. And he goes, every single one of the girls, these three or four girls that you've dated in the last year and a half, um, every one of them is utterly different. None of them could even be remotely the same. The only common denominator in those messed up relationships is you. Wow. And I was like, okay. So it was like I wasn't learning from my failures. Sure. Yep. Right? And so whether it's a new business or relations or whatever, it's, it's, it's taking the time to reflect back on those failures and really sink yourself into, swim in the reality of what was going on there. Don't, don't shy away from it. Lean into it. Learn from it. See it from different angles. Talk to people who you respect and trust their wisdom and insight. What happened here? What am I missing? What can I learn from that? And then take those truths to that next thing, that new idea that you're going to. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's the type of experience that in a lot of cases we don't take the time to stop yeah. and evaluate and then to be honest with yourself and then also be honest with somebody else about it. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's incredible wisdom in that message right there. So uh, for lack of a better, uh, I mean, we're, we're essentially right, we're right at 22 minutes. There you go. I mean, so okay, before we before we sign off, how can people find you? I mean, people can type in the lastwell.org. Go there. Oh, how, sure. How, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, you, you can go to my Facebook page. Um, I, I do videos on there, uh, teaching videos just to keep me involved. I'm, I, I still want to teach and share wisdom and insight. So yep. you can go to The Todd Phillips on Facebook, and yep. then you can also just go to ToddPhillips.com. I've got a website. I, I do I do high-performance coaching uh, for individuals and business owners and stuff like that, but it's from a Christian perspective. 
I don't do it much anymore. I do it more in a group setting because this is my passion, but they can find my videos and a lot of information on ToddPhillips.com. Very good. So you heard them there, folks. So that means you have a social media website. So Facebook, ToddPhillips.com. Yeah. ToddPhillips.com. Two, two Ds, T-O-D-D. That's right. Phillips with two L's. That's right. And yeah. then DLastWell.org. DLastWell.org. So you can listen to Knucklehead Podcast. Every Tuesday we come out with new episodes. We appreciate you taking some time. Remember, we encourage you, don't be beta. Okay? Be willing to go out there and be an alpha. Get some wins. And go out there and make it happen. Love it. Todd, appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. We'll see you. See you guys.